Jay Phillips uh, with South Carolina here today joins us in uh, in Columbia on 107.5 The Game every day on the air uh, coming up before the end of the hour. He'll, he'll be getting ready. Jay, we appreciate you stopping by. Is that true? South Carolina, Tennessee, you think that's a, a really big game both ways? I, I really do, and, and we've, we've talked a bunch about that sort of symbiotic relationship between three schools in the, in the division. You know, again, I'll say to your audience, and I probably said it before with you guys, Tennessee looks at South Carolina. I'm talking fan base but primarily here. Tennessee looks at South Carolina like South Carolina looks at Kentucky. South Carolina's beaten Tennessee three, three years in a row. Kentucky's beaten South Carolina five years in a row. It's just it's odd right now, and I'm not going to try to get into the whole Tennessee-Vanderbilt thing right now, too. It's just a weird time from when I first started covering this conference way back in the 90s when Tennessee was a power. And, and I'll say again, it's kind of funny about the relationship because I, I have said, Josh, Maybe, maybe one of the great moments in South Carolina football history was beating Tennessee in South Carolina's first year in the SEC. It was also one of the worst possible things that could have happened because the Gamecocks didn't beat the Volunteers again until 2005. Uh, Philip Fulmer basically said, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> Is this what you think about what we are? And it was kind of humbling uh, at times for, for Gamecock fans. But now it's, in a, it's, a, it's different. Steve Spurrier took that Tennessee game more seriously. South Carolina's obviously gotten better. Tennessee's had a lot of turmoil um the Gamecocks have gone through their fair share but I think that game in Knoxville is one of the more underrated on South Carolina's schedule just because Tennessee I think you told me yesterday I had to kind of process it again Tennessee's what two and 14 in the SEC the last two seasons so they're not becoming an afterthought but it's like well we got Georgia and we got Clemson and we got Alabama and we got Florida and we got A&M and Kentucky oh that's right we go to Neyland Stadium which used to just be a death knell for South Carolina so it's weird but I think that's a must-win kind of a game sort of for Tennessee to reassert itself. And then again, I'd say must-win for South Carolina to continue to assert itself. So somebody's going to lose. Hey, Jay, uh, thanks so much for joining us. I'm back at the studio, and I was just wondering, have you ever seen a, a, a sort of a weirder season where there's so many projections out there for South Carolina to finish right around 500 and make a bowl game? with such an experienced quarterback in Jake Bentley. I mean, it, it truly is just looking at the schedule and maybe downplaying uh, what Bentley in this group can do. Yeah, Heather, I'll tell you this. Um, let, let's take that in a couple of different parts. First off, it's not overly unusual for South Carolina to be looked at as a team that might go about 6-6, six and 7-5 six, <laughs> and five in today's world. Uh, I have said that South Carolina fans should start to expect a floor in most seasons of eight wins. And then in those other four, do what you can do to, to try and, and, and get to Atlanta or, or, or something like that. Um, but this year, because of that schedule, you know, I, I just don't want uh, – the perception – I'm trying to figure out how to say this the right way. The perception is going to be that a lot of Gamecock fans or even maybe the team itself uh, will start to, to at least pull on that rope and raise that white flag a little bit. Oh, 2019 is just too hard for us. Well – all right, look, you got five really hard games. Again, that game in Knoxville is not being talked about as much, but it should. Uh, Kentucky has beaten you five straight times. Missouri is on the road this year. North Carolina on a neutral site. App State's pretty good. There's a lot of games South Carolina could lose. Um, and, and in terms of those big five, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Florida, A&M, you better win two of them because if you don't, then people are going to start to say, hey, Will, you're not getting it done. I don't want my kid to go there. Uh, I'll look at Knoxville. I'll look at Athens. And I'm already looking at Athens and Clemson against you guys anyway. Well, why would I go to South Carolina? So South Carolina has to win some of these games that matter. And, again, oh, by the way, needs to go take care of business in a place like Neyland Stadium, where two years ago it was about as ugly as it could get. 
But a good road win is a beautiful thing in the SEC, no matter what. We're talking to Jay Phillips. He's on the radio in Columbia, South Carolina, every day, 107.5 The Game. He's right here on Radio Row at SEC Media Days. So what should we know about South Carolina's football team? It's, it's strengths, it's questions, and then quarterback Jake Bentley. This yeah, is the last go of it. And I didn't, I didn't, Heather, I'm sorry I didn't finish up the part about Bentley there, so I will, Josh. Thank yeah. you. Let, let's go to Bentley for a second, and I'll blend all those things in. Jake is a great strength for South Carolina, but there are times, in my opinion, and I'm not alone, when I think Jake's emotion can get in, in his way, not get the best of him, but get in his way. I think last year early against Texas A&M, he was pretty amped up, and it showed. Sailed a few balls, had a couple of drops, threw a really bad interception, then settled back in. But by then, A&M was up 14 points, and South Carolina was having to play catch-up, and they just couldn't do it. They, they, they just couldn't do it. Um, but Jake, if all goes according to his plan, uh, by about the two-thirds mark of the season, he might just be the all-time passing yardage leader at South Carolina. And while there haven't been a bunch of superstars, there have been some good ones, and, and that's a good number. You know, it's hard to do, and he, but he's a, he'll be a three-and-a-half-year starter as long as he finishes out the season. Um, I, I think the other strength, the, the offensive line is good. That, 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 I don't have to tell anybody how much that matters. I think the offensive line is, is experienced. The offensive line has some pretty good depth. Uh, the receiving core, also very deep. Yes, Debo Samuel is gone. Uh, and I won't say addition by subtraction, but there was a reliance on Debo. He was always target one. Sometimes I felt like he was target one and target two. Uh, and then Jake would have to go through the progression a little more quickly. Now that won't be the case. I think the weaknesses, Josh, are uh, still defensive personnel. That was a real killer last year for South Carolina. They just didn't have enough good players. Uh, they're going to have to continue to, to develop and build that depth and cross your fingers that you just don't have, I mean, so many injuries. It was just odd to have so many guys continue to just get hurt. So they've, they've got to fix some of that, too, or at least have guys that are ready to go play. All right, before you go, I know you have to hop off in a minute. What do you think happens for South Carolina this season? Again, they need to win a couple of those big games. And, and I'll be anxious to see. And, and I, I, look, I think the single most difficult game is the one in Athens, if only because it's in Athens and how good Georgia is. Alabama comes to South Carolina early. Clemson speaks for itself in terms of what it means in state. But that's the last game of the year. Clemson is likely to be undefeated. Clemson has beaten South Carolina five in a row after Carolina had beaten Clemson five in a row. Um, I, I, seven, if they, if they do eight... In this year, with this with this roster, I think that's that's really good. I don't know if they'll do eight, but I, they they better get to a bowl game. Yeah, sure. If South Carolina can get to eight wins, I'd rank it in the top twelve to fifteen teams in the country. Oh, yeah. that'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I th- yeah. And, and depending on the four that you lose, right? I suppose that's a thing. Can you can you simply go? And, and Tony Barnhart and I spoke about this yesterday. You, you got to beat somebody you're not supposed to. Yeah, and, and maybe one of those big three. If you could pull one of those off somehow. That would be tremendous for this team. I, I, I just don't know because I, I don't think any of those teams, Bama, Georgia, Clemson, will look at South Carolina and go, eh, I think they'll take it quite seriously. Yep. And that doesn't necessarily bode well for South Carolina right now. Yeah, Jay Phillips is right here in Hoover, Alabama, SEC Football Media Days uh, on the radio every day in Columbia. Jay, thanks for stopping by you as bet. always. You all appreciate it. Sorry it's too, so quick. I had a lot to do. But I, um, I know we'll talk during the season, so I always look forward to